Welcome to Comedy Store Podcast. Our guest tonight, Eleanor Kerrigan. Hi, Rick. Friend of the Comedy Store, comedian extraordinaire, and uh, has a unique look at the Comedy Store, I think, because she's been here for uh, how long 20, now? 20 years. 20 years. And you're definitely the only person that's ever going to get interviewed that's worked here as a waitress. <laughs> Because well, otherwise, some fun ones though. Yeah, well, that's There's true. So I mean, yeah, we could probably get drunk Katie on a segment, oh, people that of that would nature. Be tremendous. But they just don't have the same perspective uh, of both waitress and paid regular. Paid regular is, is favorite part. Is there? Are there any other waitresses who have ever been a paid regular? No. Former waitress. No, it wasn't Mitzi's thing. She didn't like that. She didn't like, if you were a stand-up, you were a stand-up. She, she did not like a waitress that was trying either a waitress turn comic or a waitress trying to be comic. Right. Sometimes I would hire girls that were comics and I would tell them, make sure you get your stage time, but it just, it wasn't working out. It's easier as a door guy because you can get somebody to cover your shift. Right. You can't get somebody to say, oh, go in there and make sure you scan my tables properly. I mean, wait on my tables properly. <laughs> yeah. All make the... sure you charge the right amount. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So... No, we, we, we've discussed uh, doorman policy on similar oh, yeah. incidents in the past with making sure all of the money for ticket sales yeah. got directly into cash registers so that it could go into Mitzi's bank account and not into the hand of a doorman, for instance. Right, for instance. There's so many. Uh, now, when you came to the comedy store, what was the? who were the big names? There's always a couple quasi-regular, famous... No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there was some great... I, I started, like I said, 93. I was 20. One, I think I just turned 21. Yeah, Did you move here 41. straight from Philly? Straight from South Philly. And you came out for acting? I came out for acting. Okay. I wanted to be a big actress. I wanted to be Meryl Streep. Absolutely. Maybe you're familiar with her. I've heard of her. She's like, big in the indie scene. <laughs> I would always like do these scenes in class. No matter what I was doing, I was always getting raped. <laughs> or, you know, beat. Dramatic. I was always the beaten wife that could cry a on classic. you. Yeah. yeah. No, comedy was never entered in my mind. Like right now tonight, Damon Wayans brought me up and he goes, she always wanted to do comedy. I'm like, no, you just never listened. <laughs> I never. <laughs> he, and I, he was so nice to me. Always, he got me my side card, so I love him. That's but, awesome. Yeah. He really, they were always here when I first started. Damon, All the Wayans? Keenan, Damon and Keenan mostly, not... Sean and Marlon kind of came a little bit later, but late, yeah. Damon and Keenan were here every night. I mean, they were still doing a living color, I think. Maybe it was the last year, 93? Yeah, it would have been about that time. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, because Jim Carrey came here a few times just to do uh, Ace Ventura. He was just working on his character. Right, okay. It was right when they were filming, I believe. So he'd come and just do zany character shit Yeah, I, I only saw him here twice. In all 12 years of waiting tables, I saw him here twice on stage. Right. Yeah. Um, but I guess my my favorite when I first started was Steve Pearl. Do you know <laughs> oh, Steve yeah. Pearl? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, it's me. I'm from Jupiter. Jupiter. I'm telling you, me and Jeff Chetty, this manager, yeah. would sit in the back of the comedy store and scream. To this day, we still do Steve Pearl jokes on the phone Yeah. for I, hours at a clip. I have spent a weekend in La Jolla with him. I would describe that time as torture. <laughs> He well, screams see, he, he and stuff. And... With a little, uh, yeah, he also went a little nutty with the, like, you know, he messes with other comics, but I, I can never take away that to me he was like one of the funniest guys. Wow. 
I know it's such weird. a different perspective and to he hear. And always comment. I'd be waiting tables and he'd be like, no one is getting this except for the waitress. And I'd literally <laughs> be walking around screaming. <laughs> I don't know why. Freddie Soto too. We used to die laughing. Watching Loving him. Stephen Pearl. Yeah. I don't. It was just happened. He was like our Holtzman. Holtzman came a little later. See, you know, but Holtzman, he's so authentic. Like Stephen Pearl, I can't imagine laughing at other, or I can't imagine laughing with. I can only yeah. imagine laughing at him. Like, this fucking guy thinks this shit is so great still. Yeah. He was telling me, uh, like, I guess my initial meeting with Stephen Pearl was he him was? talking about how he, his parents had just cut him off. And oh, yeah. See, that's where I think he went a little. And he like he was real angry about it. And I, I was like, how old are you? Because he was like 50. And he's like, yeah, my parents just cut me off. And <laughs> I'm like, dude, I think it's time. I think they should have. You yeah. You're ready to blossom into being a full man. You came out. You know? Yeah. We and, saw you. Is he Canadian? I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I just, feel like that's what he said. Or somewhere up north. Where, where, cold. Yeah. Odd. Definitely yeah, somewhere odd. odd. Well, he was one of my favorites, Judy Gold, of course. I would literally, when Judy was on, I would put my train down, even if it had full drinks on it, and I just wouldn't work. Really? I would just watch Judy for 15 minutes straight, wow. and I would scream my head off. To me, she was like the best. And then I will say, like the first year, I used to kind of be like, oh, that's funny, because I never went into a comedy club. Right. And then like eight, two years in, you start going... Yeah, that's real fucking terrible yeah, what you're doing there. Shit. And then yeah. the third year, I start, like, people would say, how's the show tonight? I get the lineup. I go, right here, you want to take a bathroom break. <laughs> here, you want to start shooting up. You know? So it, it took got, three it, years bitter, for the full anger? I think the bitterness jumped in. Not, it wasn't, it was just you would get bored with, if I could recite you, you yeah, were terrible. I, I agree. It took me, like, six months as a doorman to where... I knew so much of everyone's act that it, it was like watching a rerun of a sitcom I yeah. hated. We we had a comic one night. He was on, and it, he was on for almost 15 minutes, and there was no other comic here. So they were afraid to light him. So I go, there's got to be somebody. you know. So I'm looking around. The, I go, let him stretch. And the manager looked at me. He goes, what's he going to do, start over? I go, if he does... <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, that'd be I want to see that. Let's wait <laughs> and watch that happen. And, in, and the that is name the beauty of the George. comedy club. Yeah. Once you've been in a comedy club long enough, it's about watching the biggest wreck possible. Like that becomes the enjoyment. It's tremendous. Uh, and occasionally, some can do it. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's those are Holtzman type moments where, and we've talked about Holtzman a couple times, like oh, other sure. comics, just because he's he's one of those comics comics that. Everyone's just like, this could, could be catastrophic or I simply have, the best. I fell absolutely in love with Holtzman when I'm like on stage. I was like, wow, that's a lot. And Mitzi would sit in the back of the room and scream. And if you walked in front of her while she was laughing at Holtzman, you could lose your job, your Fuck life, yeah, anything. She would freak out. Who the fuck is that? And just push people out of the way. I'm like, oh, shit, move. Mitzi's watching it's, Holtzman. Mitzi, Mitzi was still around all the time. Mitzi was driving when I came. Oh, Mitzi she was still, still driving. Okay. She would drive in her little They had her spot uh, reserved Romeo. in the back corner. Yeah, her Jags. Her, was it Alpha Romeo? I think it was. Yeah. It, and the Jags. 
Jaguar she loved. And uh, if you ever tried to help her fix her car and it didn't work, you were banned for life. <laughs> never, <laughs> never even – like Freddie was so Mexican and he did everything for Mitzi, but he yeah. would never offer to even change her oil because yeah. he knew if anything went wrong with that car. He'll do anything. He'll deliver, you know, shit. Whatever to, she needs, yeah. You know, or she'll get mad at somebody. Her favorite thing to do is go to Laurel Florist. And get black roses and send them to so and so. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think they make black roses. <laughs> yeah, that was. Her. Tell Mitzi sent you, and I go, and they'd be like, oh, okay, and they fucking spray paint. Wow. Roses black, and we'd send them to whoever she was mad at. That was her thing. That's her thing, man. You're gonna get the death. <laughs> and Freddie would be like, I'm going to get the black roses. I go, it's hilarious. Just stay away from the car. Now, <laughs> when I showed up, I remember it was. uh Whoever was Mitzi's assistant, that was the death sentence then. Because she would still come around occasionally. Because like Mikey yeah. Romano and when a couple other assistant, people. What do you mean? Like, like, uh. When I showed up, she, at that point, she had to have a runner at all times. Oh, okay. So, it, okay, the runner. The, yeah. the assistant. And it was like, they had to work 15 hours a day or sure, something. Sure, I did it. Crazy shit like that. And like, maybe two weeks after I started working here, that was the, you know what? You're you would be fun. great. Mitzi would love you as her runner. And I was like, no, I don't think people have told me that it's a bad idea. And then I got a phone call from Duncan Trussell, who was the talent coordinator right. at the time. Who we convinced to be the talent coordinator. I still feel guilty about that. Sorry, Duncan. <laughs> poor, poor Duncan. We call him the Sheik because he replaced the princess. Ah, so that, now that makes yeah. I, I, Freddie wanted to marry Corey, so we had to get somebody. To and you take convinced over Duncan to do it. He Duncan was called kind of an assistant already. He was he, he needed a day job. His sales pitch was good. He called me. He's like, "Hey, I've got a great opportunity." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" He's not as good a seller as I am. No, I, I had a top waitress sales. <laughs> what would I tell? What would you say if I told you you could have the same job that Jim Carrey once had? Right. <laughs> That sounds pretty terrible, probably. What, <laughs> what exactly is? Wasn't he homeless for a while? Isn't that part of his story? Yeah, Mitzi needs an assistant. Oh, why? Oh, what happened? Oh, that's terrific. And uh, she had just fired Mikey Romano or someone because they, they took her to the doctor that she didn't like, even though you someone else recommended him or absolutely. something. Absolutely. And that was another thing you couldn't get involved with, her health. Never. The cars Don't and the health. It. If you were like, you know what's great? You, this was my favorite because I would see girl comics, which was hilarious. They would line up to tell her how great it is that she should do yoga, acupuncture, whatever. Oh. And every time she'd do it, she'd hate it and immediately get rid of that person. And I'd be like, that's perfect. And if I didn't like the person, I would say, you know what? You should recommend to Mitzi. A Talk good acupuncturist. Because she needs. She needs that, yeah. Oh. And they would be like, I can't believe she fired that. Like, That's terrible. That's, <laughs> I did not mean to do that. No. <laughs> oh. People would shoot themselves in the foot with her. And a lot of times somebody, somebody said to me, isn't it true that you have Mitzi's ear and you can get anybody fired? That was not, that was so not true. No. That was never true. It is true that you can get to Mitzi first. And explain your side of the story. But I'm going to tell you, I've never gotten there first. It's always. I've literally had people call Mitzi and say, Eleanor is robbing the comedy store. And I would love to know what I was robbing. Because there was no money in in the bank. Because the fucking managers were stealing it. Right. What I recall I that was the major problem. Drinks from yeah. Mr. Pete, who wouldn't give anything. He was having a heart attack behind the bar, and he still wouldn't leave behind the goddamn <laughs> bar. I had to drag him out and Mitzi, take him to Mitzi's doctor. Thank God she was nice enough to pay for it because he didn't right. have any money, nothing. Was this the first of the ties? or is Mr. This a- Pete was one of the first. He was Kirk hired 
Kirk ran this place for like 10 years in the 80s. I, we've never really, we've you mentioned. Met Captain Kirk, right? You worked I under think him. so. No, I don't think he, I think he was gone. I think I met him once, but he, he was he coming back, back to totally see. He brought him back in like the 90s. And I, I showed up in 2003 or 2002. Oh, okay. And it was, it was, late it was Huck yeah. and, and Tony. And we talked a little bit about Huck, but there, I, there's a long line of, of Thai oh, yeah. bartenders Mr. in this Mr. club. Pete was the, in the eighties, early eighties here. And it was in and the, what brought the Thai respect. people here originally? Why why is there a lineage of Thai bartenders at because the Because Mitzi truly respected them and she thought they were honest. I mean it got to the point where she wouldn't trust anybody unless they were Thai. Because Kirk ran this place, his wife ran this place, and they did it in the height of it. Right. So and they were making money hand over fist. You know, the late 70s all the way to the late 80s. They right. were killing. Booming. Yeah. And uh, so she trusted them with everything. And she always had Thai people. It got to the point where later in life, we, when she would meet nurses, she'd be like, I don't trust him. We'd be like, he's Thai. And he's like, clearly Filipino. And we would just lie to her. He's Thai. <laughs> There's actually one kid that's with her that's Filipino and we tell her it's time. I was gonna say, I think there's, there's some situation now with her assistant, they occasionally will just tell her he's different races to keep her happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, that's who we have in there now. Yeah. He's that. At one point they, they were. I say we, cause we, it was, took a lot of convincing to get him to stay. It, it really, he's been there that long. He's a great that's guy. Great. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a replacement monthly when I was, First here. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, you, people just didn't lash. She would just fire people as quickly as she could. Like, of course, because, but that was, she would hire comics. That was the thing. And she would, you know, they were just, they would do anything for her. The other thing she used to do, I don't even know if you were a part of this, she would, if she would walk in on a Sunday night, she'd be like, I want to see all the door guys. And all of them would be like, oh shit, I didn't, you know, and if she saw that you weren't growing or whatever, you weren't getting out of it what you need, right. she got rid of you. Well, that, that's how I got passed was uh, suddenly, oh, yeah? okay. I, she came in to do a showcase and she watched, she wanted to pass Ari. So like okay. that was the plan was Ari's finally done his time. I'm coming in he and I'm passing her him. Enough. He's yeah. Gonna, yeah. So she comes was over every day. So let's like, get him passed. Yeah. Like I showed up to work the back door <laughs> and they were like, they're like, yeah, Mitzi's coming in. She wants to pass Ari. And that was just like, it was that oh, okay. open. Okay. Um, so the showcase list was there. She passed Ari and she watched a couple comics and didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And then Kirk Fox went up and she passed Kirk Fox. Yeah. She loved him. He did and great right out of the box. I yeah, remember. I rem- yeah. And I remember him too, just immediately talking about how shitty the last couple comics were <laughs> and blaming like, eh, everyone's saying you're a bad crowd. I know that it's their bad comics. That's pretty good. And they liked him. And they, so he was on the side. He passed. I'm like, wow, and that's he cool. Passed within like six months, I remember. Yeah, he was really, like, he'd been doing yeah. comedy for six months and that's he got passed. It. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember him as Paulie's friend. He was one of Paulie's party buddies. He was part of the crew, yeah. the weasel crew. Yeah, when I would get in a lot of trouble during Polly parties. Well, I remember when I met Bobby the Grease, a member oh, of the sure. Dean 15. The and one who called Mitzi and told her I was, uh, stealing. You were stealing? Yeah, he, yeah. he's just a con artist from what I've gathered. Tremendous. Uh, Tremendous con artist. He does a lot of the polyurethane seat coverings around uh, the comedy store. And uh, that's what he's uh, known for. But you know what? He was actually good at that. Uh, uh, the upholstery, upholstering thing. Yeah. You know, he give him something manual to do and he could do it. But then he would like put, try to do something like, I can put a show together. And he'd go to put a show together and nobody'd show up. Like, I think we had Blue Mondays <laughs> or some shit. Perfect. Or, uh, I forget what it was. 
Maybe he was trying to watch Monday Night Football in the main room. I forget. It was all kinds of shit. And he had the girls. I remember Adrian. <laughs> he had her show up in like hot pants. I was like, her whole, it's out. Everything's Perfect. out. Her whole Pikachu is yeah. open. And, um, wow, that's she, more credit yeah. than I would have guessed the grease. <laughs> and the- no one showed up. Because he didn't promote. It's not just a like, sports bar, you yeah. know? And then he the would blame it on the poor, whoever the new comic was or the waitress and char- whatever, whoever was waiting tables, he would blame it on them. Mitzi called me up. She was like, ah, you're robbing for me. I go, what are you talking about? I didn't hang up on her. I didn't, I go, you're crazy. Yeah. I don't know what you're, what would you think I'm stealing? You can come to my apartment and you'll giggle. I don't, what do you think I'm yeah. stealing? And then, Dom Irera was like, that's crazy. What would she steal? Think about it. And I go, even if she's overcharging, is that what she's not stealing from you? Yeah. She's stealing from a customer by rounding things off to the nearest hundred. Well, you do what you got to do in this club. My my friend Lauren, who I worked with for years, she would go, uh, I don't work with quarters. And I'm like, Lauren, you can't charge $6 (laughs) for a beer if it's $5.25. Round I'm not up. Doing That's smart math. You gotta round down then. If you're rounding up, you gotta round down. That's bad business. <laughs> so that's just bad business all the way around. But yeah, it made, I, I always felt bad because people would get in her ear. If it wasn't for Dom Irera, I would have gotten fired for sure that time. And then a couple other times when we've gone on little excursions, uh, like if I helped her with something health wise, cause later I started being her assistant. Right. And, like really her assistant she she wanted me to help her with a coffee table book which was a phenomenal idea for the vegas like the dunes and all that right and i was like oh this will be great we'll do this this and this and then i was like wait i can barely read a book you want me to write a book all right it's pictures but still you know and she's like, out of her element but she just, just thinking didn't trust anybody with yeah. all the information like i read that book um the about the strike Right. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is close, but it's pretty all, it's pretty one-sided here. And she has all the tapes of the meetings they would have about the strike in the belly room. Hilarious. So when we listen to all that, I'd be like, well, I don't think I'm qualified to really, <laughs> you know, there's something going on here. Information. That, yeah. There's some great stuff here. I mean, she has Kinnison at the Dunes, Dice at the Dunes, audio, wow. all, audio, all of it. And I was like, you should, this, there should be a library or something. But she didn't trust anybody, so she wouldn't. And is that stuff destroyed? Does that exist somewhere in a vault? It was still at her house when I left. I mean, I, I I left a comedy store, serious radio channel with just (laughs) classics. Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, Dice and I were talking about, she used to do these shorts too. Again, it was way ahead of her time. She would do these little shorts. Uh, she did Bunky. the original Vine, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it would be the original like webisode because they were that short. Okay. And she had parking meters, so all the parking meter made, so all the girls were in it. All the girl comics: Lois Bromfield, uh, Carrie Snow, Tamayo Otsuki. And it was, you know, funny. Whoever was working here, she would have them do the little skits. And Dice did Bugsy with Irera. And I forget who else, but Dice wore a Dice shirt. And Mitzi kept yelling at him. Take off the Dice shirt. He wouldn't. He's wearing a suit as Bugsy with it says Dice underneath the suit. Like he wouldn't. She fired him every minute. Like the the comics get nervous. Oh, she fired me. He got fired a lot. (laughs) I got fired from here a lot. That was just the rumor. When I showed up, it was like she fires people every day. So I got fired a lot from here. It was right. I, I was positive I was going to get fired when I showcased. Uh, suddenly, every doorman was gone. Yeah. The showcase was over. 
she'd passed Kirk and Ari, and she still wanted to watch comedy. And I think uh, Renazizi was hosting. And he came up. I was at the back door, and he's like, "Everyone else is gone." No, no, it was Skippy Simon. Oh no! He said, "Everyone else is gone." I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "All the other doormen have disappeared. You're oh, next." My and I was God. like, "Oh." No, I. Everyone had told me if she doesn't like your act, you're fired. So. Doesn't matter. Just go do it. Yeah, I was but like, she I'm loved screwed. you from the beginning, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she she was really nice. She saw me one time, and that was it. Despite the number of tales that are told by the current talent coordinator of the comedy club. Oh about, wow! Okay. About okay. her evolution and her feelings on me as she's seen me. Yeah, but you in invisible she's... performances over the years. <laughs> Did she see you? Other nights on other shows, like no, no, she she watched me that one night. I don't mean night. like a showcase. I mean like, did she come in and you were on stage? Never, never. She watched me. <laughs> Terrific. When I got past and I was doing some really zany impressions at the time, I something think I that really really speaks to where I am as a comedian today. And uh, <laughs> she liked the impressions and passed me, and never again. Yeah, I feel like I remember her. she really liked you. I do. I don't know how many times she saw you. I can't. She was obviously in the passing point. mood at that time, but no. Because if was Ari and mood. Kirk both got past and me, I was so shocked. And Duncan, just because Duncan is who he is, I was positive he was just fucking with me. Like I went back to work the back door, check IDs, and he came back and he's like, "Mitzi wants to pass you," because she didn't say that she wanted to pass me. She just was like, "You're good." Okay, yeah. yeah. Where are you but from? And ask me questions. And she, Oh, yeah, and you, you had the right answer. Yeah, I was from the Midwest, yeah, which is, that that's that the winning way. Oh, the best comics are from the Midwest. David was from the Midwest. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, there was a time there where she, first of all, my third, probably my third or fourth week here at the World Famous, uh, I come in and everyone's gone. And it's a Saturday, maybe, a Friday. It was a very, it was a two-show in the OR, or two show in the main room, three shows in the OR. Wow, okay. okay that was when we were open. Priming, yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, I come in and, uh, the manager comes out and she's sweating. She's a great lady <laughs> by the name of Debbie Chase. This black woman never made me laugh so hard in my life. She came out and she goes, okay, I hope you feel like waiting tables tonight. I go, That's why I'm here. She's like, no, no, Mitzi fired everyone. I go, I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened was, there was four waitresses and they came early and they went to Carney's and they brought it in and Mitzi didn't like the smell. Done. So she freaked out and fired four waitresses in one night, dude. Four She's... waitresses. Debbie was on the phone calling people, <laughs> can you come in? I know it's four seconds you have to be <laughs> here. Were... The place was packed. She's very scent based. She yeah. fired Fat James because she made I the car stink. pounds that night waiting tables. I was flying around <laughs> Flying around, I couldn't believe it. I think there was three of us in the main room and two of us in the OR. Oh. And I don't so that, know what uh, was in the bed. Just so listeners know, if you've never been here, that's like three waitresses for four hundred people, yeah, three hundred people. That's right. Yeah, because it was multiple packed. shows. Two having shows. A, yeah, so we got to clear it out. We have no bus turn and burn. Just the no. three of you. <laughs> what? It was terrific. Wow. I mean, I made a killing, but that's why I moved up so quick. And then Mitzi would. And firing squad took care oh, of most yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, thanks, Miss. I, didn't, I thought she just did it to the comics. I didn't know what happened to the waitresses. Just, yeah. And then she, after a while, like, she got annoyed with the hiring that the managers were doing, so she asked me if I would hire. First of all, she used to call me Flo, so that 
was really that's fun nice. That's not fun. Yeah. And was it an endearing pet nickname, or did she think your name was Flo? I think she, A, thought my name was Flo, and she just liked me as a waitress and could only think of one, and that was Flo, Flo. from Mel's Diner. Obviously, so yeah. that worked out for her. She always, she was, Eleanor, she was probably Flo Christmas Shirts, Eleanor. And write Flo on the thing. She was before her time. She knew that progressive campaign was going to take knew my, off. my career as a waitress. That I was going to stay a waitress. That might even have Flo. to go back and become actual flow. So maybe Mitzi's very uh, You might actually, if you came in as flow, that might trigger her back to reality. <laughs> that could bring her back all the way. She might remember. Yeah, she might be, oh, there she is. But she, so she had me hiring and every time I would say, okay, we need, we need like three girls. Mitz were real short and she would go, okay, nobody from East Coast and nobody from the West Coast, Midwest only. Trust, more trustworthy. So, more trustworthy, but we had a staff that looked like Green Bay Packers offensive linemen. PJ uh, girls. Yeah. PJ was, if he would have been here, he would have been in it to win it. Yeah, that was the, the rumor was, you Mitzi see was not bat, happy. They would wear with... tank tops and I'd be like, you have to cover them. Oh, That's, Jesus. Trollish. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, as legend has it, was never fond of competition. Uh, no, no, terms. that's true. That is an absolute truth. Yeah, she wouldn't hire blondes. No, that's uh, what we were talking about. Was Argus was Argus. saying? Yeah, she she wouldn't hire blondes. So did Argus talk about how he has crushes on only brunettes? No, we didn't get to talk about that. But yeah, we had a manager named Cindy that he had a real crush on. He scared the shit out of her. Hey, they are, the best do. If like, you can't oh. scare a girl. <laughs> yeah. Laura, I know. Laura. I loved did Laura. Did like Laura. You know, at the yeah, same yeah. time, uh, yeah, Laura and I are perfect for each other. <laughs> Wheels, you never dated Laura. <laughs> There's magic there. You know, she's the uh, wife material. <laughs> she was. He liked her like. You, you, yeah, uh. never dated, but he definitely liked her like. Yeah, he was hit on her. I remember that. And, and you, you kind of maintained some level of hiring for a while because you were the one well, that got me I my left. job. Well, I wasn't hiring then. I was just annoyed with it. Maybe I was. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, you're right. You came and talked to me and you said something about they need a doorman and, uh. And that I liked you. And yeah. You should come in. Yeah. So I, I like, remember oh, okay. making you come into the meeting. Yep. How creepy was that? And I think Paulie was leading that one. So those are always fun to watch. It, it, showing up to your new job <laughs> at a workplace and finding out that it's being run by the weasel. It was one of those moments where you're like, wait, that, he's the boss? One of my favorite Paulie meetings, uh, was we were in the main room and he was telling us, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really good at listening at that point. Plus I had to go to my acting class where I knew I had to cry. So Absolutely. Get her, I was get like, let me get my shit together. Rage feelings yeah, going. let me get that. So Paulie was helping with my sense memory and my anger. No, I'm kidding. But he, like literally, he was, I don't know what he was talking about. I forget what he was trying to get us to do. And then Dice was in the OR putting a new sound system in during the day and his son Max and Max's buddy were running in the hallway. Max tripped, and I uh, went to get him a Band-Aid, and Paulie got mad at me, and he was like, we're in a meeting, bro. And I was like, let me just get the kid a Band-Aid real quick. Calm down. And, you know, it, and it was like he did kind of keep interrupting Dice, like it was too wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying Dice is needy, but we all know. No. And so, like, you know. <laughs> Never he, say that. <laughs> no, but, like, he kept, you know, coming in. and But it wasn't, like, bad. It was like he's doing something good for the club. Yeah. He was replacing, He's replacing the, sound the sound system. system. That's yeah, a good that, thing. That yeah, that never worked really to For begin with. the first with. place. So that was really exciting, and he just needed, like, turn this on, turn that on. And I think Simone 
was the manager at the time. Unfortunately, someone talked him into it. Someone had a better sales right. pitch. <laughs> better than Duncan's so, move. Yeah. So, so, so. I think Paulie convinced Simone he had to be the manager, if yeah, I remember correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. And so Simone and I are now tending to Max and his knee, and Paulie gets really angry. And instead of yelling at me and Simone, he yells at Dice. And I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, that's not so gonna be good. So they get into an, a long awaited argument from sure. who knows where. And they get nasty, and then Dice leaves, just silly, whatever, Dice leaves. We go back to the meeting like nothing happened, and this guy who looks just like Sam Kinison comes walking in the back, and he's in a silhouette. I'm telling you, Steve Steve Simone will tell you the story (laughs) where he nearly shit himself, because he was like, did Dice just leave in a rage, and now Kinison's back? From the (laughs) dead? he raise Kinison back? Holy shit balls. I don't know who this guy was. I forget. He used to come around all the time, but he was a friend of Paulie's. And I just said, you know what? I've had enough. I can't. I don't know what's happening. There's a Dice. There's a Kinison. I'm leaving. There's too much. Yeah. (laughs) Just too much. I was too, I was, I'm very, I have to get ready for my scene. Some Paulie, those Paulie meetings were really weird. I remember called a really important very important you must be here if you do not show up it's the end meeting and so i came and i lived in manhattan beach at the time so it was like i had to drive a long way to get here for uh, this type of shit and so i got here and it was some bullshit fucking bro you all need to take these courses it's about straightening out your life and was that the pyramid scheme yeah it was a pyramid yeah. scheme uh, thing i, I can't believe like, he did that. i remember caparillo was Furious. Because he called him out too, like, you've got money now, you should do it. In front of everybody. Steven Caparillo, you guys, you're working, you've got the money to do it, bro. Oh my god, I remember how furious they were. You're a fucking douchebag. I, yeah, I felt bad, I, I fought with Polly a lot working here because Mitzi and I were really tight and, you know, it just happens, but I really do believe that Polly loves the story, you know what I mean? He's just a little, quirky it's all he knows exactly it's all he knows and like he was raised in here so it's like he would fight like crazy over just the dumbest shit and i would be like well you know this is his house you know chill out he did tell me i was never going to work in hollywood once and i didn't realize he was so powerful yeah i I was told similar things work anyway about how (laughs) paulie uh, let's make up let's make out let's do something i was i'm headed for nothing dude from him no yeah and he was telling me, dude, your time has passed, bro. I'm like, spoken like a fucking expert on the field, my friend. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. My we, time has passed. I was like 24, 25 at the no. time. No. Yeah, it was like seven years Aren't ago. Aren't you still 24, by the way? I like, wish. it's like you don't age. It's really annoying. It's the juvenile diabetes. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> so you're it like, keeps me young. Buttons. You're going backwards. Very I like similar. That. I think I got good. it at 30, and I'm now about 22. Yeah, oh wow. Heading backwards. <laughs> I'll be illegal soon enough, so. I, <laughs> and, uh, the younger I get, the worse my comedy gets, and the better chance I have at opening for Polly again. Wow, so. that's awesome. I can't imagine you guys going on the road with him. I will say that the best parties ever in this building were Polly Shores. And every year on Polly's birthday, I believe it's February 1st. At, uh, and the only reason I know is February Fool's Day. I would oh, year not. up. For those parties, because they were the best. Yeah. I've never smoked weed in my entire life, and I was working a party Polly was having in the main room. I don't know how old he was, um, but House of Pain was playing, 
okay. on in the main room stage. They and Paulie was. Oh, like, they were actually. It wasn't like it was playing on the sound system. They were. No, 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 no. They were. They here. were the band. They were here. How yeah, the band. It wasn't the, like you know a comedy show on any level. Right. Like the doors were shut. It's a party. And was a fucking real party. This is the type of party that ended up getting a liquor license shut Not down. Not that one. But I mean the, that type of party. That one. Yeah, it was close. Okay. Like I mean there was there would, could have been the DEA's best night. That's right. all I'm saying. They would have snagged quite so, a few. Paulie was like you can work the green room. I was like, okay. And uh so I go in the green room. I can't even see people. That's how much we I'm like, holy shit. And I'm cutting through and I think I'm going to be honest, I think I made about $560 that night. I don't know how. Wow. Because I got a contact high for these fucking idiots. <laughs> and then I would go out and I'd see Mickey Rourke doing coke. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm a big fan. Oh, wow, they did the whole mm. line. That's all. The table's getting stuck in They're here. They're called thunder bumps, <laughs> Eleanor. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was like 1994. I'm like 22. I'm like... Let's do this, this is, shit. Yeah, this I'm is getting a pregnant. Hollywood party. Sure. <laughs> I'm not keeping getting, it, but we're gonna have fun. Yeah, you getting know, like the party going. It was insane. All for the Polly birthday. Every every, every year. birthday. And then I remember when I want. I don't know if it was 30 or 35. I forget where he was like, "I'm not having them anymore." I'm like, "Well, then I'm fucking quitting." Yeah, because those were like, I'd gear up. But the Halloween party was where we lost our liquor license, and that was um, Brett Bolt House. He was living in Mitzi's cottage. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was living in Mitzi's house. Freddie Soto was living in Mitzi's cottage. And he used to get really annoyed with Brett because Brett would clog up the toilets and it would overflow into Freddie's house. So that was fun. For Always a good, yeah. <laughs> Pleasant. It's like Brett a carnival cruise ship. Laying in shit Ugh. every morning. Right. And so Brett Bolt House promoted the Halloween party here. Hollywood Boulevard, Santa Monica, you know, they shut it down. So Brett bust people in we had about five thousand people in this building i'm not kidding wow it was completely insane and then we had this idiot manager and i remember his name uh i remember his stupid face and i'd like to punch it (laughs) but what happened was we had bars in the parking lot right and mitzi he said we need outdoor temporary license to have bar out there mitzi's like i do what i want you know, she's Perhaps, not a license yeah. out front for years. Right. So she's like, doesn't matter. Nobody's, nobody knows. Mitch, we can't do that. And he kept arguing with her. And then he told me about it and he goes, what do I do? I go, nothing. Just have the party. You do what she says, yeah. And so he was like, well, I don't think this is right. So this idiot calls the liquor control board and says, what would happen if we were having a party? Blah, blah, blah. And they knew it was from the comedy store. He even said his name and yeah. it was from the comedy store. I'm not in a hypothetical. Uh, question. And so I, re- Polly had us dress up like Playmate. Well, no, he said we can pick whatever we want. So we went to Playmates and bought devil costumes. And Bobby Ludington was wearing Grease, whatever. Right. And we were selling, um, he was great as a manager sometimes. He really was because he would just be like, okay, you know, he the, the, he knew how to hard work kind of thing. So he was like, here, buy these. These are your shots. Sell them for whatever price you want. We were like, really? Okay, cool. I, I think I made $1,000 that night. Um, <laughs> I don't remember any of it. I have pictures. There was my nipples are out. Freddie's screaming. Freddie was dressed as uh, Tony Clifton. 
Uh, Perfect. Corey was one of the devils with us, so she was out. I have pict- pictures with like Rich Super, my taped nipple, and just in his mouth, like horrible pictures. Ricky, you would not know this stuff Eleanor. You, you want your family yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah, you would not know this Eleanor. I still have my devil costume, and we're dancing. Every there was dance floors in every room. It was so great, and I'm dancing in the. I don't even know who I'm dancing with. This guy, I'm wasted. I'm like, yeah, you know, the nipples out, and the. <laughs> And I, this great guy comes up to me and he's like, do you know where the manager is? And I'm like, like all of a sudden I got straight. I put my nipple in. I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. hi. Manager. Hello. I go, what, what what's the do? matter? He goes, we're looking for the manager. And he said his name. And I was like, Oh shit. So we walked to the office and I'm like, why is it ghost? And Luddington's like, who's that? I'm like, Oh, no, he needs the manager. And it was them. And they, we lost our liquor license. We had a mark on our liquor license for one year and for, 11 days we had a pick where we couldn't serve alcohol at all. So we were on probation for a year and 11 days where we couldn't sell alcohol. So I, myself and Lauren were selling Cokes during Fat Tuesday, which is quite a, quite a fun time. Yeah. It's a good thing they bring their own Hennessy. So that worked out. (laughs) So wait, just any 11 days? That's the deal? Yeah, but Mitzi picked over Christmas because that was her slowest time. Makes sense. So we did it over Christmas, and I'm like, fuck, I, you know. You need that extra money. Yeah, and, she yeah. doesn't think of the non-Jews. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. So what I was doing, I was selling Cokes at night, and then Paulie, I was his assistant for a couple of days. I was wrapping presents Oof. for him. It was the year, this is going to sound terrible, but Chris Farley died because I was at Paulie's house wrapping presents for different people around town, his agents and stuff, and somebody left a message about Chris Farley. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's brutal. And then, yeah, and then Paul, everybody was really upset. It was like the worst. Man. I don't even remember what year it was. It was the message, something like, this is the weasel, leave a message. <laughs> You're not going to believe it, bro. There are millions of people wishing that it was you, oh, but OMG. <laughs> Chris Farley so. just died. I think so. You're right. I think you're right. Bummer. No. I don't even remember who it was. It could have been Sandler. It could have been, it was something, it was somebody bigger, big, that called him and left the message. Oh, so it was like a celebrity. And then as soon as he came in, I was like, Paul, you have messages on the machine. The I was so machines. nervous. Yeah, right? Those are the I am days. dating myself saying answering machine. <laughs> yeah, well, again, anyone who's listening to a comedy store podcast, oh, yeah. I don't think the young generation is looking to see. Why? The- they love me. They like to talk about typewriters and speakeasies and all kinds of things with me. I think there's a better chance of them wanting to talk about that than the world famous comedy store. <laughs> so. That's not true. People love the store. People love the stories and the crazy. It, 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 I mean, it's one of those buildings where it, it gets addicting almost. There was times that I've been here when I was here almost every night and like nights where I wasn't here. I'm like, some shit's going to go down and I'm going to miss it. Oh, yeah. And you just feel like there are times where things are so crazy. You're like, I got to be, I got to make sure I'm down there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some nights I'm here and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great. And then other nights I'm like, you know, this is going to be real fucking ugly. I'm gonna yeah. Go. yeah, like I gotta bail as quick as I can. Full size. Like I, I, another thing, when, when I first started here in '93, it was um, on Monday nights was Black Comedy Night, if okay. you will. Every room packed, all black shows. Totally, it's Tommy Davidson, it's Eddie Griffin. They're young, they're hot. Chris Rock, Eddie, uh, Maymay Ali, 
Suzanne Souter, you guys will Google that and have a good time. Big, big that and, uh, and so. Are we talking like. <laughs> we're going back. Alright. Meteor Man, was he there? No? Is, who's, is that, Ro- um, no. Robert Townsend? Robert Townsend would never come on an all black night. He was very <laughs> trans. I loved uh, Robert. He was a great guy. I still hilarious. love him. He's a good person. He was always nice to me. But he. I don't is, know anything about him other he than He likes crossover. He's a crossover guy. You're saying he you know? likes white audiences. Uh, he likes both. Okay. So uh, it's too much for an all black, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, these were hardcore nights. I mean, my friend Gabrielle and I, Gabby's blonde. She looks like, uh, Cameron Diaz with looks. Okay. Okay. Like no yeah. bad skin. She like doesn't really have that hot. fucking goblin face yeah. that Cameron really Diaz has. Hot. Right. And they would be like, Hey, Susie Chapstick, bring my motherfucking <laughs> drink. You know, they're always yelling at her. Poor Gabby. She would be arguing with him. She didn't care. She would argue back with him. Hell yeah. One time they pulled an ashtray, because you could smoke back then, threw it right at her head. She came back bleeding. She's like, yeah, he doesn't like me. I go, you think? Maybe you should look at that. Like, But she was that person. She didn't give a shit. Right. She's like, do whatever you want. Which and is pretty much the way to be if you're yeah, in a lash yeah, around here. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're not going to fight for two drinks. Yeah. He just threw something at you. Um, and so, oh yeah, I'll get it. Perfect. That's perfect timing. And what's great is hopefully he's in a meeting. Yeah. Well, I didn't answer the phone. It's not a big deal. Why? Why they haven't bothered? Answer the goddamn phone. It's like they they have a program to ring throughout the whole building. Yeah. Like something's trying to happen to promote the club, and they're like, "No, we're going to ruin it by ringing through the whole thing." One of the first things someone sent me was like, "Enjoy the Comedy Store podcast. Don't enjoy the fire alarm beeping constantly in the background. Like, ah, time to change the batteries. Beep. (laughs) Just every minute and a half, and one of them just beep. (laughs) So annoying." Top of the line, t- nothing but the best equipment here. Yeah, everything. Everything I mean, works. The comedy store, they said, wait, podcasts are popular? Let's wait about six years until 2013, and then we'll start yeah, putting one out. We'll start our own. And then what we'll do is we'll talk about only the early 90s. <laughs> so no one. <laughs> that way people know. Argus, Argus went to the 70s. You went late 70s, slightly the 90s. into the early 80s. Uh, all of mine is the Ots. And, uh, the miserable yeah. times here in the well, office. Yeah, the, it was good and bad. I thought it got, it was, when I first started, it was frightening, like I said, with the Monday nights. And I, this is what happened. This girl, Helen, someone, one of the waitresses, her father was a porn director. He was hilarious. Beautiful. Yeah, she was so funny, this girl. And, uh, I somebody sh- wouldn't, um, give her $4. Like, a, a, and she was a black girl, so she was nervous. She goes, no, she looks real thug. And I'm fresh out of South Philly. I'm like, fuck that. I'll go get your money. Yeah. Right? I'm ready to pull her weave. I got Vaseline on my fucking face. I'm ready to go. My earrings are out. I'm like, where is this bitch? As I'm walking out, I hear gunfire. I'm like, oh, wow. Jesus. It's Tupac and somebody else shooting Old West style across Sunset, like House of Blues to the main room door. Wow. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, of course, now it becomes a stampede. And I'm stuck under a table with all these, yeah, I'll get back. Run, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get fucked. <laughs> and so I crawl out somehow down the ramp, and I see in the OR, Suzanne Souter is still on stage. Where's everybody going? Oh, hee-haw. Oh, hee-haw. Like, just completely oblivious. No like, idea. Are you fucking kidding me? Susan, get off the fucking stage. Mitzi, for some reason, was there that night. We're all locked in the office, right? Completely locked in the office. Everyone's afraid to go out. Mitzi's like, can you go see what's happening? 
I'm 115 pounds. You know, I, yeah, I'll charge. fight like three or four. But there's, yeah. there's, there's at least 300 people in the building tonight. Yeah. So she's like, go out. I know you, you know, I know you carry weapons. I'm like, oh. Awesome. I've seen, I've seen you almost go for the bat once. Someone was giving <laughs> you bat. shit. Yeah, I've never, Freddie used to get mad at me <laughs> with different things. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But so I, she goes, go get, go out and see what's happening and bring me back a grandma. Yeah. I'm like, are, are we still fucking waiting tables? Wow. So somehow I run into do Helen. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You're still working. You're still on the clock. God damn lady. And somehow I run into Helen, who I was supposed to get the four dollars for. She goes, "Hey, did you get my money?" Oh, <laughs> and she's speaking up, and she's hiding. Hey, did you get my money? You're like, "Fuck, I know." Like Helen, I gotta get Grandma here for Mitzi. There's fucking bullshit. Pac with is me. making a name for himself, and Mitzi wants <laughs> a fucking cognac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it just perfect kind. Perfect yeah. kind for one. She was great. She didn't care. We did. We did a lot. I, I went on trips with her. I went to the Dominican Republic with her. Oh, tremendous. I did not. Brutal. I I lost eight pounds. I was so stressed out. Both of us were in comedy store sweatsuits. In case anybody was wondering. Beautiful. <laughs> the look only at this day and age only uh, worn by Johnny Zapp and Darwin Hines. <laughs> That's not true. I still wear mine. Man, I hate not wearing my comedy store jumpsuit. Man, I really do. I really do. Danis does him. He kills Danis him. does the best. Danis does that. Those, that was my crew. Those are the guys. No, you're good with. though. Yeah, Hines was. He was hysterical. That guy. What happened to him? To who? To who? Darwin. Darwin. Uh, he got into fights with Tommy. I think. I'm not quite he sure. He was funny. I mean, he was just. I loved his cadence. Was ridiculous. Some of his bits were so terrible. I, I just still. I loved it when he used to talk about the the eggs or the Pope. You Pope, man. I like the old Pope, man. I don't like the new Pope, Pope Benedict. You ain't no omelet, motherfucker. And Kevin Christie used to sit in the back and get so mad. He'd be like, oh, yeah. Thanks for telling me it's Benedict isn't an omelet. He's just all facts. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, if you say anything. Like, that's you know, I not get right. nervous around Kevin. I, I, you don't want to sound wet. dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan too. Duncan used to mess with me like that a little bit. Well, me and Duncan had a great relationship. I love Duncan. I mean, he was he called me the old mare. <laughs> <laughs> such, a, such a nice such a compliment. Sweet, he yeah. was the chic, you know. Well, we were really chic. I mean, you know, he was. We he feel, was taken we over the fucking firing squad. He put him. him up there. <laughs> I loved how he got out. I'm gonna go on vacation. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and he didn't want to fucking he have never... to be Paulie's talent coordinator on that stupid TV show. On the which minding the store, whatever it was. Oh, that's right. He he and I left around the same time. I left after minding the store too. Because well, Tommy got the gig for minding the store. He was willing to fucking let Polly yell at him about being the talent coordinator. Because it was originally yeah. supposed to last that long, and then it was like, well, you no know what? Doing it. In all that, uh, that would. How be... did Corey? How did Corey get roped into? Yeah. What? Talent become talent coordinator? Let me tell you something. I hired Corey as a waitress, or somebody hired Corey as a waitress. Maybe I didn't, but I had a trainer, and it was like my, I don't know, 90th time trying to quit cigarettes, and I walk in, here's this thing <laughs> in a tiara. Princess Corey. She's always been Princess Corey. Always it's just the way Princess it's been. Princess Corey. She has uh, diagnosed her, herself with that. Where did her uh, regal roots uh, originate from? She's a Nolan. Okay, princess. so she's a princess of she's Louisiana. She's a princess of uh, just New Orleans. I don't think it. I don't think it spreads. Doesn't go beyond New Orleans. <laughs> I don't think it spreads outside Good of uh, Slidell or uh, <laughs> Slidell. 
Um, I think I said the right name because her and Freddie got married there. What okay. was weird, at first she was a waitress and she was the worst waitress because she was wasted, but not good wasted like Katie where you can still do it. Yeah. Uh, well, kind you know, of. I've had waitresses that would come in on Coke and sell like 1500 in a night. And I'd be like, perfect. Worker bees. I'll give you more Coke. Sure. I'll buy it for you. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Get Fast Eddie up here and we'll get it in. And so I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care if you, as long as you can function. She right. couldn't function. She showed up to one of Bobby's Blue Mondays, which was a porn. Maybe it wasn't Bobby. I forget. It was a porn thing where they would take porn calls, phone calls or something. And we always have porn stars in here. Ron Jeremy's just swinging his cock around and things. Yeah, I've seen him here yeah, a couple times. times. You know. Yeah. Class I one, of the, one of the classier waitresses was like, hey, I love your work. To run to me. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> Starstruck by the hedgehog? Yeah. She just, you know, looking at his bulge. But <laughs> Corey was waiting tables and I go, Corey, you're not on the clock. She goes, oh no, sugar, these are for my friends. So there's fucking 12 drinks on your tray. I mean, what are you doing? She's just hooking So that I was just shit like, up. forget this bitch. So we put her in the front bar and she loved it. She loved it. She would show her tits and cleavage. But she was bartending? She was bartending. Oh, okay. She would sell a lot out there. She could sell like seven, eight hundred a night. That was pretty good for the front bar. It was pretty, and it yeah. was dead. It was new-ish. And it wasn't remodeled like it is now. It was like, Corey used to decorate it, put tiaras and shit. Oh, Jesus. Freddie used to call her peekaboo because her little nips would stick out. <laughs> and then that's when her and Freddie Soto started dating. And Freddie was a doorman when you started? When I started, he was a doorman. Yeah, and he would always, O'Shack was the runner. Right. Oh, even had Jason Hartz as a runner, that was a good time. Oh, man. When you hire a, um, a very wealthy Jewish kid to run errands for you, tremendous. He would I'm actually sure he was... park the Comedy Store van on a hill with Mitzi in it, put on the emergency brake and say, Mitz, I'll be right back. I gotta drop headshots off to my agent and leave her on a hill that when he Trapped would drop her, her off, she'd have fire in her eyes <laughs> and Oshak would be like, dude, what did you do to her? He's the worst runner. Get rid of him. She called him the penny because he wouldn't do, if, if he would punch out he, and he, she would say, Jace, run and get me this. He would punch back in and go get him for Smart. <laughs> the penny pincher. You got to do it. They'll take it off later anyway at the county yeah, store. That's so. true. Don't worry. No, we didn't have shaved points at that point. I, somehow, uh, yeah, Maybe I guess I, I got 25 a night, just flat rate, for yeah. like 10 hours, so. That's what it used to be. Yeah. Which is But they still made me clock in, which I always thought was funny, like, just so I had a fucking ticket that let me know I worked yeah. nine and a half hours day, for 25 worked. bucks. During the day, yeah, right? It's yeah. During the day, I think they did Yeah, the phone guys right? got seven bucks an hour or something back then. Unbelievable. And, uh, but 35 that, bucks a night if you worked in the lot. Oh, oh yeah, cause that's real easy. Yeah, that's a nice easy but night. But Fat James had the monopoly on those shifts when I was employed here before he got fired for just sticking that he up was cars. In anybody's car, just with his feet exposed. Oh god. He always had his feet exposed. I mean, I'm sorry he's gone, but, well I'm not really sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel terrible, but. It, that sucks, but, you know, pillar of health. Pillar of health, that he guy. He would just have his green toenails, and that wasn't paint uh, color. And he would just fungal. be like, move your car. Don't get in anything. I'll move it. In fact, I'll pay to park at the Hyatt. And so, all right, the, now the origin of the Freddie and Corey there. So then they started dating from the front bar. Right. And I said to him, are you insane? That girl's crazy. She's crazy. And he's like, dude, she's wild. 
Of course right. she is. Yeah. Freddie did like a wild girl. And so they got married. Yeah. Like he wanted her not to be in the front bar because she was constantly exposed. And then I, somehow Scott Day, who was the town coordinator at the time, was always drunk. God love him. And just he held this job for seven, eight years. He didn't really give a shit about it. Most Most people employed here. Are really drunk. Yeah, he would call out every Monday, and then Steve Moore, who would sit in for him, would say, "Uh, yeah, he's sick." And they would go, "Oh, what happened? It was something he ate." Yeah, it was the worm at the bottom of the tequila bottle. <laughs> every Monday it was the same story. God love him. And so, uh, Freddie called him Scotch Day, and <laughs> very clever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, spin all words there. That's a, that's uh, but then those two started going out, and somehow. We convinced Corey to go upstairs and take a regular job. And then Freddie was like, plus, I can get more spots. Smart. <laughs> Which never works. Because yeah. Scott, everybody would call in. All the comics would call in. And Scott would have two sheets. People who called in and the people he told Mitzi would call in. So Corey would give Mitzi all. And she'd be like, oh, my God, so many people are calling in. And I'd be like, They're yeah, Mitzi, it's a new thing. <laughs> Everybody's calling in. Because Corey was so honest. She didn't want to hurt anybody. She wanted everybody. She wasn't work. in competition. Yeah, yeah she like... would have given everybody spots. You know, she didn't care. <laughs> she'd give a Freddie. She'd give anybody. But then, yeah, then they started dating. And then when Freddie wanted to marry her, he was like, you got to get out of the store. You know? Can't do too... it. And Freddie was already jumping up the ladder in success at that point anyway. But and it's more than anything, you just don't trust any of the other dudes at the comedy store. No, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. You just can't do it. Like there's times where I'll come up here with uh, my fiance, and it's like if I go on stage, I have to find someone to be around her just so it's not like Creepsville. Everyone fucking moves. (laughs) Hold on. Wait is he walking away for two minutes? Let me get in there and <laughs> like show dogs. my charm. Yeah. Oh, it is. Like Rogan used to have that bit that like if he invited a friend over and his girlfriend was there, he would leave to go to the bathroom and be like, sit, sit, <laughs> be good, Don't. sit, ah, ah, ah. sit down. Yeah, it's, and it's, even, it's just like that. It's normal. Guys, that's the issue, but even worse here. Because it's yeah, just a bunch right. of guys who are like, I'm the man, and it's yeah. time for everyone to know I'm Watch the man. Watch me kill, and I'll yeah. be this. Brutal. And, yeah, and Corey was real naive. I mean, I know she's a princess and all of Slidell, but she was really... Like, one night, Freddie was taking her to the movies when she was working the front bar. This was my favorite thing ever. And she's like, hey... And there was this guy, I don't even know if I should say his name, but he's in jail now. And he was our local dealer, right. if you will. And... She didn't know it. And I'm like, really? So he came sweatily to her and said, can you hold these behind the bar? I'll be right back. Right. And then he went to prison. And so we didn't know he went to prison. And we're wondering, and Corey, Freddie wants to take her to the movie. She goes, hey, I have these things that so-and-so left back here. Should I bring them? And Freddie goes, what is it? She goes, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't leave them behind the bar. It's been a couple days. I don't know if it's worth anything. It was bricks, literally bricks of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Freddie was like, are you fucking crazy? Corey, Perfect that's place. five years what you got there. Like, yeah. no, no. And, you know, Freddie's all <laughs> we bring it with on us? the whack. She's like, he's like, where did you get this? Oh, so-and-so gave it to me. Tell me now. Did he give me $100? You know, like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? The whole club will Hold shut this. down. Yeah. And he's, he's, Brick, he's lucky that. If he's uh, listening to this, he's going to be like, I wonder if they still got it. Where, where's that shit at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that no one comics were able to sniff it out, like. What is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, but Corey, she had it on lock. She just had it in her it. cleavage. She was just, 
hiding it. Freddie's like, you're bringing it out to my fucking place, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he goes down horrified. for it. Yeah, he was completely horrified. But yeah, that's when I left the store. I left the store to get engaged for the second time. Awesome. And, and was that the same out. thing? You were not allowed, uh, no working at the store? Was that the deal? No, it wasn't. What happened was, in all honesty, the dice is who I was engaged. We broken up and I was going to move to New York. I was moving back east with, okay. a, with a good friend of mine moved to New York and I was like, I'm going to get this serious acting thing going. And I had done stupid stuff. I mean, my wrestling, that's more comedic than anything, but you know, I was taking it as a real acting job. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, I went out on the big good auditions, so <laughs> I booked it. Nailed it. You. Hello. And so, um, I was going to move back east, and then when Dice found out, he proposed. And I was like, I don't want to. I'm moving to New York. Like, yeah. I stayed with it. I was like, I put my notice in at the store. I think I gave Richie my notice. I think yeah. Richie was here in 2005, was he? Yeah. Wow, yeah, because it was mining the store, all that. Yeah. And I told Richie, because I've known Richie since I moved here. So I was like, I'll just tell Richie the truth. And then somehow andrew i'm not saying he's persuasive but he's very good at manipulation and he got me <laughs> he's a to, craftsman he's very good and i finally said yes wound up not moving in with my friend obviously stayed here and it was 2005 like april something like that i went so i was leaving the store anyway yeah, done. It was 12 years. That's enough. Yeah. Waiting tables. Um, I, at that point, I should either have a career or married well. Something I, yeah, should have. I, I made it 13 months before they fired me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's too was, long. Uh, yeah, that's too. I, I was getting hit with all the fire, too. I don't know why <laughs> I stayed that long. And then we got engaged. We were doing, and then Freddie passed away. And that's why I just couldn't handle things yeah, well, brutal. all of us, of course. And yeah. Then, um, uh, then my grandma passed away like 20 days later. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to start listening. Because every time Freddie would edit my reel, he'd be like, Jesus Christ, you're crying again. Like every <laughs> scene. He was like, why aren't you doing comedy? You're an idiot. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to listen to Freddie. And I'm going to put a one-woman show together. So it could have both. You know, there and maybe I'll even sing in it. Let's sure. get nuts. Everything Hollywood wants to me. Have you ever been to a one-person show where they're not fucking singing? People don't invite me to things. I'd like to but... sever someone's head when I'm singing. <laughs> that. Like I would like to see the just the knife go, and then their head as it still sings. Oh, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I was a child, you know, like why? My least favorite thing on earth is female comedians who do the same Britney Spears. I thought you were impression. just going to period it right there. <laughs> My least favorite thing on earth is female comedians. Thanks for being on the and show, Eleanor. All right. Uh, uh. For the last 10 years, I feel like, and not so much in the last couple of years, thank God, but for a while it was like everyone did a Britney Spears impression that they thought was no, fucking hilarious. No, no, hilarious. you're absolutely right. And that's why, uh, in fact, I have to credit this to a, a female comic named Patty Ross, who was like, if I come to your fucking show and you sing, I'll fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, interesting. But she was right in that, like, I didn't pay attention. I was just thinking, I was so fucked up over Freddie. I seriously, I yeah. can't think of how to figure it out. And I stayed with Andrew another, I stayed with Dice another year, completely canatonic. Like, I had no, I've ruined that relationship. I did it on purpose, I think. Yeah. Like, I just was not there. Emotionally, okay. had to shut down to yeah. fucking not lose Which your mind. Which is terrible because we had the, you know, yeah. Max and Dylan all the time. You know, they were with us, and I felt awful. And so, um, are we in trouble? 
And oh, don't worry, I'll be right there. Is that Lucas? Did you lock us out? It's okay. Tommy. Hey, we're still talking, but you can come on in if you want. We're about ready to wrap up, so. Yeah, we're about ready. What were we just trying? I forgot. Lucas, no. Um, we're talking about Freddie. Oh, so so we did. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so I stayed catatonic. through the one more year, catatonic, completely out of control. And uh, I got myself together enough to finally be honest with him and tell him, you know, we grew apart, but we stayed great friends and when i started working on the one woman show he came to see it and he was like dude that's comedy you're doing comedy i'm like no 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 comedy yeah. different i've seen comedy john my rare does comedy i'm a dick right you know? <laughs> and you know that would, i would watch john Mulroney, judy go these were like my favorite comics in the whole world you know i never would think i wanted to do comedy ever. yeah and uh then he took me on the road with him three months later he was like dude we have a podcast just come on the road and That's he was awesome. seeing 50 girls. It was hilarious. <laughs> but we got as close as ever. And now it's like he's married and his wife is my best friend. And it's real creepy and uncomfortable for people. <laughs> and we like it that way. <laughs> he has an, uh, Dice has an amazing way of doing that though. I think just in general to people where you're just like, I spent a lot of time around him just like, I don't have any idea what's going on. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you just it. never knew if he was fucking with me or. Yeah, he's he just loves to do so that. confused about just who fucking knows what's going on, and I and I've sadly I'm younger, so I didn't I was never around for the fucking I was like eight or something when Dice was fucking huge. Right, but you opened for him in New York, remember that? Yeah, I did. Shopping it was together, cool. I think it was your first time in New York, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> but I, I literally would not have survived if you weren't there. Like yeah. you were the Dice buffer that made it so it wasn't <laughs> horrible. Like me just in full panic, like this guy is fucking with me at yeah, all times. Yeah. You were like walked in and happy face, just like giving a massage. It was all like, just very weird. Nauseous. One of the first times I ever met. I was when I was a doorman. He was sitting in the back and he was making Joey Buttafuoco give him a back massage. That'll happen. And I was like, "This is the kind of club." That's I work one at. of those nights where you go, "This yeah. is what happens at the store." One night, Buttafuoco, <laughs> his crazy wife, what, yeah. I forgot her name. Yeah, shot in the face, lady. Right, that yeah. girl. Right, mm-hmm. Patty Ross dies. And so the Joey's giving him the massage, and she's going, "Are you gonna go on? Are you gonna the bullet yeah. in the face? I can't think of a fucking name." Me neither. And so and she's like, "I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm not going on." And he's acting out right. Me and Patty Ross are standing at the bar talking, and he's going, "I got you know, I'm tired. I don't want to go on." She goes, "You're tired. I got a fucking bullet in my head. You won't go on." <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Jesus. What the fuck is this? When you like, get called out by Mrs. Buttafuoco. <laughs> and just Patty Ross crying immediately. It was the best. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode, but I appreciate yeah, you, uh, you for, for being me, on and uh, giving us that amusing perspective as well. But uh, yes. uh, anything you want to promote? We're going to have uh, Philadelphia Freedom in La- uh, the La Jolla Comedy Store. Okay. Steve Simone, Rocco Stowe, Eleanor Carey. Uh, July 11th and 12th. 11th and 12th down La Jolla Comedy Store. If yeah. you're in San Diego, go check that out. And, of course, I'm uh, the next two weekends I'll be at Vinyl with Dice at Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas. Uh, will Wheels be there? He will not be working with us, but he will be there because we're doing the podcast. We also have a podcast, Rolling with Dice and Wheels. So All right. we do it. Anywhere. And, so. uh, and Twitter, can they find you on Twitter? Do you tweet? Yes, you I do sometimes. Eleanor, EJ Kerrigan, 
Okay. G- uh, EJ Kerrigan at Gmail. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, Twitter. I guess I think just at whatever Thanks. you're. So I don't know either. Give me my phone number. Call. She's ready for you, gentlemen. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you so much, Ricky. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon.